Good evening. I hope you're doing well. This is Preacher Josh with the Joshua Ministries Podcast. And we're studying the Revelations, the book of Revelation, the Revelation to John the Apostle in the Isle of Patmos while he was in exile. And we're on chapter 2. We're going to get started with a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. Thank you for keeping us safe, protecting us. Pray that you be with those uh, families that are grieving a loss of a loved one. Pray that for those that are lost and headed to hell without you, pray that they would accept Christ. They would realize they're a sinner, they're lost, and they need to repent. And I pray that they would accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior before it's too late. I uh, pray that you give me a clear thoughts and clear speech to present your word according to your will. Help us to live for you and to serve you. And help us to honor and glorify you in what we say and what we do. And we'll give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, so we're in the book of Revelation. The Revelation, and we're looking at the... Uh, the seven churches and the seven churches uh, we're going to look at chapter 2 I was looking for when he names all of the, okay here it is Revelations chapter 111 I forgot which verse, but it's Jesus speaking, says, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches, which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. So... In chapter 2, we're going to start off with Ephesus. You have Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira in chapter 2. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, and Thyatira are in chapter 2. So we're going to start with Ephesus, and we're going to see what the Lord has to say to Ephesus unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write these things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou cannot bear them which are evil and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and has found them liars, and hast borne and hast patience, and for my name's sake has labored and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, 
except thou repent. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. So that's verses 1 through 7, and that's the letter, the word to Ephesus. And I have a note here. I'm going to go ahead and read these chapters. It's chapter 2, verse 1 through chapter 3, verse 22, contain letters to the seven churches. These were local churches in Asia Minor. Each one also represents a particular time period in church history. That's um, explained in the introduction. So that would be in the previous podcast. Um, chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, Ephesus. Ephesus was 60 miles northeast of the Isle of Patmos, where the Apostle John was writing, and 35 miles south of modern Izmir. The church of Ephesus represents the apostolic period of the church, A.D. 30 to A.D. 100. So notice that the angel of the church of Ephesus, these things I write, he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Talking about the Lord. Now, each uh, of the candles, each one of the candles is the soul, as we looked in chapter 1, is each of the churches, the spirit of the church. And he says, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and I know that you, can't, you cannot bear them which are evil. So that means that they, you can't, they cannot, Ephesus cannot tolerate evil doers. And he's tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and has found them liars. So there are those that were cre creeping in and that he found to be false prophets. And they have tried them. They put them on trial, and they found them guilty of being... Of lying, guilty of lying. Um, if you go to Second Corinthians chapter eleven, and Paul discusses some of that also. Is Second Corinthians chapter eleven verse thirteen? For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So these Ephesians were doing the right thing. And you can actually go back and read the Ephesians. And read the epistle that Paul gave to Ephesus. And 
you can see that they were working hard. They were being patient. They were putting those evildoers on trial like they should be done. They were holding them accountable. And he says they have borne, that means they're work, uh, laboring, and has patience, and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Um, they've continued, in other words, continued. They've carried the load, and they've pushed forward in spite of the trials, struggles, tribulations, uh, persecutions, and they've uh, been steadfast. Now, in verse 4, notice that um, with most of these churches we'll look at, this is what happens. He says, the Lord starts off with, this is what, this is, I'm pleased with this, I'm pleased with what you've done here, I'm pleased with this, or I'm pleased with this. And he says, and yet, except this here, this needs to be corrected. And that's what he does in verse 4. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you. Because you have left your first love. And their first love, of course, was Jesus. And that right there should be everyone's first love should be Christ. Jesus Christ is their personal Lord and Savior. Um, he is... You know, he's depicted here, as we'll see in Revelation, as the groom. And the church is the bridegroom. And he's coming back with with the marriage supper, the marriage ceremony. And he's coming to be united with the bridegroom for eternity. And so the goal is... That, I mean, in the holy matrimony as God has set set it up um, here on earth is between one man and one woman. And he ordained marriage there in the garden with Adam and Eve. And that is a, the type of the, the marriage that the Lord has with his church, with his people. A union and intimate relationship with his people and which can only be done if you are if you have not left your first love as in verse 4 you have to continue in that love continue in the love of God continue in obedience to him so what I think it you know it seems because the next verse he says, remember. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen and repent. So he's fallen, by the way, we've got off track. And he says, remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen and repent. And do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent. In spite of them doing well, being faithful, being patient, it says thou hast borne, hast patience, and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. They continued working 
they continued being busy. They continued doing things, but they left that first love. So I guess in their busyness, they they forgot why they were being busy. They got distracted with all the work to be done instead of the the relationship that they had with their Lord and Savior. So instead of the focus being the relationship, the communion, the intimacy with Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and as their um, their Heavenly Father, they got distracted with all the work. And kind of to put it into a perspective would be, say, your ministry, a church ministry. You got distracted with programs. You got distracted with your traditions. You got distracted with, say, having... Um, singings or distracted with having a certain amount of attendance or a certain amount of ministries going VBS uh, church ministry bus route and you got caught up in making sure you had these programs instead of making sure you had a relationship with the Lord now see, notice there's nothing wrong with each one of those things that I mentioned, except when you've lost your first love and you forgot why you were doing it. They were now doing it just to be doing it because they were busy. They were staying busy and they were getting cold in their their actual intentions of doing it. Now it was just a routine. Now it was just something they did because that's what you're supposed to do. And now the Lord calls them out to repent. He says, But this thou hast thou, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans. Now, I, I'm not sure about the Nicolaitans and their exact demeanor or customs. But I take it from studying what I've studied. I think there's more spoken about them, which is, that's besides the point, is my point. I don't have to know exactly who they were or what they did. But the point is that they apparently were not doing the will of God and the Ephesians were standing up against them and resisting their evil ways. And because God hates sin, the Ephesians hated the actions of those people, the Nicolaitans. And because it says he hated their deeds also. But this thou hast, so I'll give you credit here. Verse 6. But this thou hast, means I give you credit, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Now, this is very important here with verse 7. And you'll see a trend here 
and it is in, it is mentioned to every every church every single church this is is told them out of every, to every church every single one of them he that hath an ear let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches to him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And that's what we have to be careful that uh, to do is to listen. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Um, I've been told many times growing up that uh, God gave you two ears to hear and one mouth to speak. That means it is twice as important to listen than it is to say something. And that's what I was told quite often. And it rings true here to listen to what you have been told so that you can overcome. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life. Alright, so there it is, eternal life. And you the grasp of eternal life, it's in reach if you listen, if you hear what you have been told. And that is extremely important to listen. The um, Jesus mentions that in Matthew chapter eleven, um, speaking up to the the multitudes there, and the messengers of John the Baptist, and. He was talking about talking to the group, the the, the uh, group of people about John. What went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind. But what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment. Behold, they that wear soft clothing, clothing are in kings' houses. But what went ye out for you to see? A prophet? Yea. I say unto you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if we will receive it, this is Elijah, which was for to come. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear.
But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows, and saying, We have piped unto you, and ye have not danced. And we have mourned unto you, and ye have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He hath the devil. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man gluttonous, and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of her children. Saying all that to say, Listen to the messengers that God has sent your way. He has sent people. Uh, just as he has called out John here in the Isle of Patmos, and he sent him to the seven churches, and he just sent him here to Ephesus. Their job is to hear. If you want to receive the tree of life, you know, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Um, what he is saying here to the churches is that I am Alpha and Omega. Fear not. I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. He says, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest write in the book and send it unto the seven churches. And again, the seven churches are Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Jesus said, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He that hath an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit saith unto the churches, to him that overcometh, will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. So we're going to close with this. Um, a word to the wise now that are dealing with these uncertain times, wars, rumors of wars, Earthquakes in diverse places, floods, tribulations, and trials. These, no matter what is coming our way, and no matter what stage we are in, we need to listen to what the Lord has to say. And we need to we need to surrender to him completely. A lot of times like Ephesus we get this we start off good and we we work hard and we continue to work hard but we end up letting make our focus working hard instead of the relationship with Jesus. If we continue to, to love Jesus and love our Father with all of our heart, all of our mind, and all of our soul, and love our neighbor as ourself, we will be able to get work done efficiently. 
It doesn't matter how much you work or how hard you work because then you end up, like Paul said, just beating the air and wasting your breath and energy beating the air and not getting anything done. So we have to make sure that our priority is loving Jesus and then loving others like Jesus does. So that was the warning to the church of Ephesus. We're going to go ahead and close here. Don't forget to uh, comment in the comment section below the podcast and look in any podcast platform. You'll be able to find the podcast and share it with other people. Um, You can also contact me through joshuaministries741 at gmail.com. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Help us to overcome. Help us to hear. Help us to listen. Help us to listen to your word and the warnings that you given have given to the seven churches. Help us to not leave our first love. Help us to remember the focus. The focus is you and our love, our relationship with you as our personal Lord and Savior. So that way we can work for you efficiently, effectively, and not just be working, not just being busy, but help us to be effective. Uh, Because the amount of programs we have, uh, the amount of things we've done doesn't count. It's the the souls saved. It's the, um, the the, the sincere love that we have for you. Help me to to check myself and make sure that I'm in good standing with you and that I've not fallen away or fallen out of love for you because of the distractions. But help me to, to love you and put you first. And so that way I can, um, through obedience, do what you've called me to do. And... We thank you for what you've done, what you've given us. We give the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.